Hello, and welcome to the Anniversary Brothers podcast, where we talk about the anniversaries of your favorite TV shows and movies. I am your host, Aaron Sarnecki, uh, but I am going to change my name just for this uh, this episode for uh, the podcast to uh, Drake, uh, so that my brother Josh can talk about this podcast with me. Um, my my co-host Josh, welcome. You know, I was going to make that joke if you didn't, so okay. uh, I'm glad you were already on <laughs> Yeah, no, for, for this episode, you will be referred to as Drake, because okay. we are talking about the 20th anniversary. Maybe don't of... actually do that. That might be complete confusing. What do you mean, Drake? I don't see how that could be confusing. <laughs> uh, no, no. We are going to be talking about the 20th anniversary of Nickelodeon's Drake and Josh. But yes, you are still Aaron, but I am still Josh. Yeah, okay. So yeah, 20 years ago, this uh, it aired, I believe, uh, January 11th, 2004, uh, which is a little unusual. I feel like you don't get a... Well, I don't know. Sometimes you get like mid-season replacements. I don't know how that really works with a cable channel like Nickelodeon. They kind of, I think, decide to kind of decide a show is going to premiere whenever they feel is best. Mm. Um, I, I do want to get your uh, recollection with this show. So... I don't actually remember how much Drake and Josh were in the Amanda show, because obviously that's where they got their big start in Nickelodeon. Mm. Though Drake did have an appearance in, you know, Pokemon commercials for the Game Boy. Did he? Yeah, he's like playing the like Pokemon Red and like uh, the Pokemon are like climbing on the link cable, like across um, like the window to like the next apartment. Uh, yeah, you can look okay. it up. I don't know. Yeah. But he wasn't the one where they get into the bus and they get squished, right? I don't think that was him, no. Okay. okay. Th there was commercial all about the link cables. Okay, cool. Well, clearly that was his, you know, most well-known. Right. Uh, I bet. But do you remember them on the Amanda show all that much? I do. I do. I remember well enough that um, at the time when they uh, had their own show, it's like, oh, it's, it's those two guys from the Amanda show. Like, not mm -hmm. that they were in, you know, maybe a, a whole lot. Of skits but they weren't enough that i remembered them okay because i'm a little fuzzy on that like i i'm remember they were on it um i mean obviously that show was amanda Bynes' show so she was the big star of that um and there were there were other things like the was it judge trudy or i can't remember yeah judge trudy the uh, dancing lobsters, right? Yes, yeah, so I remember the lobsters more than them. Yeah. So yeah, they were you know parts of that show, but they were really just kind of coming in and out of skits. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I remember there was one where I think they were in like the like security gate or or something to get into the Amanda show. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, there's nothing like particular of their work from that that sticks out to me. Just I know mm -hmm. they were in it, right? Um, and then uh, well, I, we'll get into the cast, but. You know, there's some other notable people in this uh, show. So, I mean, if you remember, um, I think we were pretty early adopters of the show. You know, like as soon as it came on, we were watching it. Yeah, no, I, I think so. I think partially because we did recognize the actors a little bit from the Amanda show. Um, and I think we were just like the prime demographic when this yeah, show came out. Probably. Uh, right. Because we would have been around uh, like 11 going on 12 when this came out so yeah yeah no and i remember generally you know enjoying the show i remember watching it pretty regularly not you know watching it religiously like not coming and like oh there's a new episode it wasn't but like spongebob but like when a new episode of that came on especially once they like they were working on the movie for that and like new episodes became so rare that like mm -hmm. It's like he's like you got to drop everything new episode of spongebob is on it wasn't like that with drake and josh right i definitely have not seen every episode of drake and josh yeah i, I don't think so either and i i don't think i've seen all the uh the tv films they had right i was well. i wasn't even aware that they had some of these um like i, I knew they had the like they go to hollywood like i like i was aware there was something like that but like <laughs> there was a christmas special had no clue that that existed i remember when they came out but i don't think i watched it oh okay okay josh josh remembers yeah don't ask me anything about it, but I remember mm -hmm. it. Um, right. Yeah. So no, we we watched it. I, I'd say semi regularly, but right. Yeah. By no means, like every time. It was I on. wasn't even sure when I looked this up. I didn't know how long it ran for. So this was on from 2004 to 2007, and then it had that Christmas special ran in 2008. Yes. So I, I was not even aware, like, um, 
how long of a run it was. So it had like 50 some episodes, I think. Uh, this is pretty, yes. for a kid's show on uh, on cable, is pretty respectable. Um, it's not like, obviously, like all that, which had many more episodes, but that's not the same type of show. Right, right. Yeah. And obviously, this is a show where it's about these two main characters. And at some point, you know, they uh, age up. And it's... Right. I was going to say, you're not going to, um, I, I was just, it's funny that um i was like looking at old comments i was watching a clip from greece um the movie from the 70s that people are like all these actors are 30 why are they acting like they're high schoolers so right yeah no we we don't get drake and josh the college years although right. maybe in an alternate universe yeah yeah no right. so and it's not like they were going to recast the actors when literally the actors are the drake name and josh. Yeah. okay but yeah um yeah i similarly remember uh liking the show quite a bit there were certain episodes that we'll, we'll get into i had certain favorite episodes um yeah. I'm, I'm really curious what your thoughts are now i mean i kind of get a, a sense you know we looked at the first episode and we have thoughts on that but i know we also you watched another episode i watched multiple episodes but before we get to that here's a quick word from our fellow pod uh, podcasters on the pop break are you a diehard Marvel zombie who compulsively rewatches every movie and TV show you can get your hands on from the House of Ideas? Or are you a new or lapsed Marvel fan looking for an excuse to finally catch up on what your buddies have been going on and on and on about for as long as you've known them? Then folks, do we have the show for you? Head over to the Pop Break Today podcast feed on all your favorite platforms to check out myself, Bill Botkin, and my co-host, Marcus on Bill versus the MCU, where we review every single installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Along with a journey around the Marvel multiverses, where we check in on MCU adjacent content like Netflix's The Defender Saga, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Fox's X-Men franchise, and so much more. New episodes premiere the second Tuesday of every month on thepopbreak.com and the Pop Break Today podcast feed. Hey, I'm Allie Nelson, and I love romantic thrillers. And I'm Tyler McCarthy, and I don't know much about romantic thrillers. Together, we host Not Couple Goals, where we discuss the best and, let's face it, worst in romantic thriller cinema. We cover classics like Wild Things and Cruel Intentions. And newer releases like The Boy Next Door and Deep Water. Sometimes it's just us. Other times we're joined by great guests, including some of your pop break favorites. So, if like me, romantic thrillers are your guilty pleasure. Or you were raised on Lifetime movies like me. Join us every other Thursday on the Pop Break Today feed. And we are back. So, Josh, um, Drake here. No, this, we're not doing that bit still. I got the sense. So we talked a little bit, you know, when we were preparing for this about the premiere. And I can already tell you that we're probably on the same, like, wavelength of that. That the premiere is garbage. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, but, but I personally, having watched more episodes, I don't think that it speaks to the quality of the show as a whole. Um, I think that the show had more going on as it progressed. But yeah, we can at least go over the, you know, the premiere at first. Uh, so can you give like uh, just a synopsis of the series, what it's about? Sure. So the the series is about um, two uh, teenage boys who um, Drake uh, lives with his mom and his sister and Josh lives with his father. And uh, in the premiere, we find out that their parents are getting married. And so now Drake and Josh are stepbrothers. And so the series is about them learning to uh, coexist as uh, brothers, even though there's a bit of an odd couple vibe where Drake is very cool. He's into music. He's very popular with women or with with girls at, at high school. And Josh is smart but he's kind of dorky and he's often the butt of jokes and so again there's this odd couple vibe and it's, it's showing how these two um, manage to not only become brothers but but friends um, and go through a variety of very zany uh, situations that uh, definitely are not realistic in many ways right um so yeah i mean i feel like the the first episode i because i couldn't remember from the premiere before watching it were they already an established family um so this is you know they introduce everybody which i think was actually one of the few 
like smart things about this episode yeah instead of dropping you in they uh you know they introduce everybody so we're being introduced to the characters and the characters are introducing themselves i think it's i mean it's not like like genius level writing but like i think it works yes but i also think it's wild that the introduction of these characters is oh we have these two parents like or these two adults like yeah. having to reveal at that very moment that oh by the way we're getting married and we're all living together right this second like that's immediately. true it is it is very abrupt like you could definitely make like a whole like half season arc on this yeah yeah just the you know the next day or even later that day it's like oh josh has now moved into drake's right group. right that's true like we don't see any wedding or anything that's just like we're married or we're getting married and that happens off screen so that's true that's kind of weird yeah and you know i mean that is i think part of let me backtrack i think that is forgivable because really this is not a drama this is not about the 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 tension of oh mm -hmm. like are they really going to get along? I mean, it is to a degree, but mostly it's about the situational comedy. It's about, oh, isn't this goofy that these two are nothing like each other and now they have to share a room and learn to um, become brothers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the show is certainly not about the parents who are usually off doing something else. Right, right. Usually off doing something else or often come in and are kind of jokey like in the first uh episode or like the the first episode on netflix uh which i think is like the third episode um like often it was like cuts of them and like the parents will just be like making out or something and then like drake will come in like this is gross and it's like okay that's the joke i guess yeah right so yeah um it's got some interesting elements in this first episode um the plot of this episode is just really stupid though <laughs> it's it's real though where so josh writes you know an advice column um under a pseudonym as miss nancy but he feels like he needs to wear a dress while he does it and uh a lot of it is is based on that and then drake blackmails him so he can get a date with a girl and then josh has to fight the girl's boyfriend because there's a mix-up right right and i to some degree i think that is emblematic of a lot of sitcoms where you have this initial premise that then totally like veers into something else yeah um and then really that initial premise isn't really important anymore or it's only addressed at the very end and that's what happens with this mm -hmm. the problem with it is that it's very unmotivated and in many ways pretty offensive in in yeah. 2024 right um I do want to not to like let this show off the hook, but I do think in context, I feel like a lot of most people would not have thought about it. That's not necessarily to excuse it. Um, if you look at other shows that predate it, if you look at like um, stuff with Keenan and Kel, you look uh, at like the Nick Cannon show, having the, the male cast members dress in drag definitely has been done before. I think what you would take issue with is that it's sort of making fun that like Josh has a compulsion to do it because he feels like he needs to. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And as you said, like the the 90s and in the early 2000s like that this was not an uncommon uh type of humor that was incorporated in these Nickelodeon shows but yeah the the way that it presents it uh I think is is very problematic especially later on when uh Josh I think makes a comment about it um and, and he very much um pathologizes this this idea uh -huh. and you know I, I think just like from a, a gender expression identity standpoint it's just really really gross and then earlier like Drake's response and like some of his behavior towards it is also very problematic so yeah overall i just i don't think it, it works and i think that's a large reason why it is not on netflix that you see i i'm not sure why you see i'm not i think that's possible but i'm actually completely i'm not completely sure about it because there are a, multiple episodes they're missing so it could also be a licensing issue and and that's what i'm not sure about because and I, and i haven't been able to find like a clear answer anywhere because you're right there are 
several episodes of this show that are not on Netflix, even though it has the excuse me, it, even though it has the majority of them. And this one, I think it's it's probably a combination. It probably is like the problematic story beats um, with uh, Josh as Miss Nancy. And I think it's also the song that's played during the karate montage where Josh is training um, in order to uh, fight this right. jock. Um, right. That, which, that karate montage is pretty bad, too. It's it's terrible. It's like they really like beat it at horse with like, oh, wouldn't it be silly if instead of doing karate, they're doing like other weird things like patty yeah. cake or like skipping it's like, it's it, this is like the kind of stuff that like josh and i almost like literally filmed in our basement when we were like like 14 like right yeah it's it's so sophomoric that yeah you would expect this from uh, a tween or adolescent but to, to think that this was made by you know adults like yeah and you know a, a pretty at the time well-respected um creator nickelodeon dan schneider who right um right we won't we don't, yeah we don't have to there's a lot to talk about dan schneider that you can hear about on other you know uh other sources on the internet uh not so you know glowing things but that is all true yeah so no they that that episode that montage is is real dumb Right. I, I think, uh, yeah, in, in many ways, that first episode is not a really good representation, I agree, of the rest of the series. Right. Um, so if we go into like the other characters, I mean, I think that uh, with Drake and Josh, I mean, how do you feel having watched a couple of episodes now you you their characterizations, I feel kind of do change a little bit as the show goes on, uh, which is common with most shows but do you think that um what they're trying to do works for you like with drake being the cool guy and josh being kind of the more dorky guy yeah i mean i i think it generally works as i mentioned like it it certainly is falling into a long-running trope of the sitcom genre which is like this odd couple situation um no, and and I think I think Drake Bell pulls it off well in terms of like being the the cool kid. Very much, he he's got like the look of a cool kid from the two yeah. thousands, like with the long hair and yeah. uh, kind of like the I'm in a band mentality. It's like yeah. okay, this is very telling. Um, and I think Josh uh, Bell, no, wait. no, Josh Peck, Josh Peck, right. As far uh, as Josh. I know, as far as I know, no relation to Gregory Peck. <laughs> you never know. Um, but Josh Peck, I think he does a, I think a really good job of being like the bumbling mm-hmm. um, kind of dorky of the two, which I, I really do think deserves more credit. Like I think playing like a cool guy is is really not necessarily all that difficult. I think you can kind of phone mm-hmm. that in. I think to not take yourself seriously and be willing to look like a buffoon at times, mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for that. Right. Um but yeah, well like I say with the like characterizations and it's not this is not to like make fun in any way, but I do think that as uh Josh, you know, matured, um, you know, he went uh, in a noticeable, you know, physical, you know, change, you know, losing you know some weight his voice got deeper um i think that they kind of started to uh kind of veer away from him being strictly the the dorky one because by the time season three rolls around he's got a pierced ear and that that is like cool guy 101 (laughs) i guess yeah and i i appreciate that they did make that adjustment Although part of me is also i know there's there's an element of it that i'm uncomfortable with meaning like oh now that he's no longer like the short, um, you know, chubby one, we can't make fun of him as much. Like now mm-hmm. we have to act like I, I don't know if there's necessarily a ton of body shaming in the yeah. first season. But like, I think his build and physique are definitely things that contribute to why he is made fun of. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that I could see that. I just remember um, there are jokes about him sweating, but that doesn't necessarily have to do with uh, uh, his weight oh. as much. But uh, right, right, uh, yeah. So, um, what about like the other cast? So you watch the first episode. How tiny is Miranda Cosgrove in this? <laughs> she was a literal baby. They just yeah. broke her out of a nursery for this. Yeah, uh, I think she's she's really good in this. So yeah, um, obviously this is this after is po- yeah. Yeah, this is post School of Rock, um, which is really where she got her big break. Um, but this was probably her most noteworthy thing after that. And then she was in 
iCarly, uh, iCarly uh, as well as the voice of one of the um, daughters in Despicable Me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's had a, a, I mean, I think a very um, strong career overall. And I think I can see why from this. Like, obviously, she's playing a, a fairly minor role as the little sister who torments her brothers. But I think she does it really well. Like, she brings a, mm-hmm. I don't know, like this, this real dastardly quality to it that works. Um, and one of the things that I, I, I want to really um, highlight about you know, this series and just kind of like you know, the uh, the Dan Schneider uh, universe, the, the Schneiderverse, if you will, yes. um, is that you can see how these different shows like kind of um, develop talent into um, future series where, you know, Drake and Josh, like got developed in the Miranda show until they got their own show. Miranda Cosgrove developed in this show until she got iCarly. So like there's a sense um, and I of think progression. The, one of the girls from uh from iCarly was on a, another show called Sam and Cat. Yes. Yes. Um yeah, and I think there was a few situations like that where uh maybe not like regular characters, but some um some side characters or maybe like some uh one-off characters, um, the actors or actresses from that then went on to star in other um uh, shows like uh, Victorious or um, yeah, the Sam and Cat. Uh, I can't remember the there was a what just, Zoe One Hundred One. I don't think yeah, there, there may have been, but I think that was a separate. I don't okay. think that's in the. Uh, we the didn't Schneider watch that catalog. show. No, no, uh, no. I was thinking of something with Justice, or is that oh Victoria? No, wait. Oh wait, that's Victorious because her name. Yeah. Is okay. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Um. So yeah. So I I really appreciate this. I know it, it in many ways it reminds me of like um in in sports like where you get like this this rookie who's just kind of raw and they need to be um trained and they need to like learn how to like you know really use their skills in the professional mm-hmm. setting and then after that they you know blossom and they're able to get a big contract somewhere else. I feel like this is a good comparison to that. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like I'm talking to this is Dan makes you know on his podcast he makes football analogies so i appreciate the sports analogy here i just listened to the aquaman 2 podcast so maybe maybe dan's rubbing off on me oh, uh, okay. yeah uh dragon josh sounds like it's a lot better than that movie i will say oh, okay um <laughs> so i mean what what did you think of miranda cosgrove in the episodes that you saw oh yeah i think she's she's really strong and it it makes sense that she's gone on to other things um she just has some like uh She's also, I think she's just other than I think her performance where she's able to be kind of menacing, um, but then like kind of pretend to be sweet to the parents. They just give her some really funny lines. Like she says that like uh, in one episode, she says like, you know, tomorrow you're going to wake up in Cuba and confused or whatever or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some some good uh, some good threats. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think very good. And. I, I should also mention uh, again. So Miranda Cosgrove went on to iCarly for this. Um, one of the other stars of iCarly also um, started in Drake and Josh as a recurring role. Uh, Jerry Trainer, uh, who went on to play um, Miranda Cosgrove's brother in iCarly. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So again, it's a pretty um, mm-hmm. good way of developing talent that mm-hmm. I think is. Right. I know there are there are other, you know, certain characters. I feel like there's not too much to talk about with the parents. Like you said, they kind of are just there. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're kind of willing to, like, make fun of their kids nonsense. Yeah, there's not really much. I the I think the the most I can say about them is that they have moments where I think they shine but overall they're forgettable. Yeah. Um, like there's a, a moment in, uh, I think it's the the first episode where um, the the father has to do this um, kind of like, I don't know. I, I Let me backtrack. Um, there, there's a scene, I think in the first episode where the father does this silly kind of, let me show you, I can do basketball thing and ends up breaking a lamp. Like that is something small, but I think he sells yeah. it really well. Mm-hmm. Um and then another episode we watched, I think the the mom does a good job uh, mocking and responding to uh, Drake and Josh's attempt to sell her something. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. I think I think that's true. Um, and just like uh, so two other characters I want to mention, um, we do have Josh's uh, boss. So in season two, Josh starts working yes. at the premiere, which is a uh, uh, a movie theater. And his boss, I'm trying to remember what her name is. The the actress or in the in the show? Well, both. Oh, so uh, in the show, um, the character is Helen, played Helen, by yeah. uh, Yvette Nicole Brown. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so she has sort of like she's very bossy to to Josh, but she loves Drake. That's kind of the joke, right? Um, I, I the the thing that just like kind of baffled me at the time was when she later was on Community, like. Mm. I was just like, even I've never watched Community, but just to see like somebody from Drake and Josh like go on to like an actual show. Oh, I mean, no, like she's a, I, I'd say a pretty accomplished actor. Um, yeah, and comedian. Like, yes, like I think she is most known for um, Community, but she's been in um, a lot of other things as well. Um, she actually was uh, nominated for nominated for an Emmy. Um, for her role in uh, a black lady sketch show. Oh, so okay. She's she's done a lot. She's she's mm-hmm. a um, I think a pretty right. And she had a, they had like cameos for everybody in Community in the various Marvel movies done by the Russo brothers because they did stuff on Community before they were in Marvel. So she's in Endgame also. She is. She is. <laughs> Which is 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 again always wild to see that uh they're able to sneak in those those cameos but i appreciate that uh-huh, right and then so the other character is mindy who was first josh's like arch nemesis but like later they become boyfriend and girlfriend yes which is um i don't remember too much about the relationship i did watch an episode though where they introduced her and i thought it was pretty good like you know she's always one-upping josh he builds a one you know a giant magnet for the uh the science fair and she clones her dog right <laughs> um so yeah i again without having watched every episode I, it's hard to judge but i remember generally them having a good back and forth and it being pretty surprising when they got together yeah i i think it it worked well uh, i mean i think there is a uh maybe a trope that's more common uh now that that people recognize like the enemies to lovers Mm -hmm. um trope and and that certainly describes their relationship but i think it worked really well i and i i really liked um from what i can remember i really liked the the actress's performance so that's uh allison uh scagliati Mm -hmm. um she also then went on to uh star in a a sci-fi show uh warehouse uh 13 i believe oh okay i didn't know that um which you know it it was on the the sci-fi channel so it wasn't by any means like a a blockbuster show but it was one that i remember seeing and thinking like oh cool i i remember her i'm glad that she's got some more yeah that's cool yeah i think definitely she has a sort of uh sort of pompousness uh to her in those earlier episodes where she definitely feels superior to josh which i think comes across really well i think uh so i think i said before i watched five episodes you watched two so i obviously did i watched three oh you watched three okay i still did more homework than you though (laughs) okay you get the gold star um i guess before we start though do you remember when we were watching this originally having any favorite episodes i would say the the favorite episodes i remember are certainly the one that you sent me uh which is the the gary coleman grill episode um the other one that i don't know if it was a favorite but one that i remembered very distinctly and it was the other one that i watched um is one of the ones in season one where drake has a girlfriend who starts hitting on josh Um, oh okay but then um does not um and then it's it's about josh trying to make drake believe that uh his girlfriend is is trying to cheat on him with with josh do you remember that one not really maybe a a little one that's a fun one i i because that reminded me of the first episode where like there's something up with the girl that Drake is trying to impress because she's she's like okay I'll go on this date with this guy and then her boyfriend comes in rightfully angry and she's like well I can date whoever I want it's like well when you have a boyfriend that's not how that works yeah it's like a, <laughs> so unless you're in an open relationship which does not yeah. seem to be the case yeah uh, yeah that was that was strange I don't know the the whole and then 
she gets very kind of uh, enamored by like <laughs> her boyfriend's violence. Like, oh, it's so romantic. It's like, yeah. is it? It seems like he just like broke into someone's house and beat them up. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know about I, that. That, if that's not romance, I don't know what is. That, that's called assault. Right. Right. But do you uh, I mean, obviously, you're not, you know, 12 anymore. But did you still like the Gary Coleman grill episode i did i did i i thought that it was a little simplistic in, mm-hmm. in kind of the um the, humor. the presentation and the humor but i i liked the the twist of it um which knowing ahead of time what was going to happen it it made it even um it, it still worked like mm-hmm. when the the two people that come to uh ask them to sell the grills uh are named buddy and guy it's like oh yeah they paid this joke off later i appreciate that mm-hmm. um so no i i think it, it worked um well i i think the problem i i have with it is that it i don't know it, it very much feels like the show straining to be something else where like it really doesn't have anything to do with the primary concept of like these two brothers like very little of like their differences are on display Mm -hmm. um there's really no conflict between them it's really just like look at this goofy situation and and i i'd say to, to some degree i think there's some out of character behavior yeah i could definitely say josh is probably less responsible than he normally is no. um there are certain jokes that like they try to like like listen one's a smart one one's kind of dumber because like drake is trying to do the math in his head for how much they can make off a grill right that like that was okay but i don't also remember necessarily drake being like the dumb one right like, it, not too often he had some sort of i would say ditzy moments but he was not uh n- definitely not like um forgetting to do things all the time um so there was another episode uh, uh, but i also think um without not really knowing gary coleman i think that i think he does a wonderful performance when they have him finally appear oh yeah he's he's in it very shortly like he's 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 only has like a very brief scene or two i don't don't know him that much but he knows who he is yeah i I think he he yeah that's that's the joke um yeah i i think it it's fun to have that payoff again because clearly you you make these like references to him throughout like oh his name's on this grill um but you never i don't know it's never set up other mm-hmm. than that, like that he's going to make an appearance. So when he does it, it is um, I don't want to say crowd pleasing, but it, it works really well to see him come in and then ask where his money is. Right. Um, and I just one of the things about I'm not a big sitcom guy, but one thing I do appreciate is when they can come up with these ridiculous ideas that wouldn't work in any other context like the Gary Coleman grill, which mm-hmm. is a portable grill and an MP3 player. Yes. Very, very. Like, I, I was just like smiling, like when I was at work thinking about that. This is yeah. so ridiculous. I, I was curious Aaron, to, to, to hear your thoughts on though. I mentioned earlier how like there are several episodes that are not on uh, yeah. streaming. Why do you think that one in particular was not on? That one I'm not really sure because uh, I don't it didn't seem like any licensing thing unless like Gary Coleman didn't want. I think Gary Coleman unfortunately has passed away, so I don't think it's like his estate didn't want him on there. Um, I yeah. I have no clue really. Yeah, no, he passed away like ten years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my thought. Like that was like if his estate didn't want him in it because that's I mean similar with the licensing where the the original contracts didn't cover streaming. So I wonder if maybe his original contract to be in the show didn't cover maybe this, right. um, or didn't cover this this length of time. Maybe it was like you can only show reruns for this amount of time, and then mm-hmm. it, it exceeded that. So yeah, I, the the only other thing I could think of is just like, do they not want to show uh, Drake and Josh as uh unwitting criminals uh um, you know yeah. go to jail like do they are they worried that they're gonna be seen as bad role models like, oh, maybe they again fight, I'm, they I'm, fight with their money i don't yeah i'm just grasping at straws here right. uh because that one again i could i i understand why the pilot wasn't on there yeah but this one yeah right. it, it wasn't as clear were you jealous of all the stuff in their room i like their room regardless i thought their room was always awesome they've got a cool room it's, it's very big got a nice uh bunk bed situation uh yeah no they got a lot of 
cool the, stuff from the that money. Foo's hockey table and the uh, the remote control uh, soda machine that shoots out the uh, the can. I will say the one thing that bothered me about that is they missed a joke there. Oh yeah, is the joke was Drake has the soda shoot up, he grabs it, and then he pops it open and explodes. They missed that. It didn't oh. explode. That joke was right in there. And they they do uh, like, like it would have been perfect. I, right. I, I mean, it, logically, as much as anything like that can make sense, that would have made the most sense. But yeah, uh, and that's the, that's the type of humor that this show, I think, often went for. So part of me wanted to they just cut it for time. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, like some other episodes that I watched. Uh, so I did tell you about there's a later episode where they Josh gets a, a like a uh, a model rocket and they build it and it accidentally shoots into the neighbor kids treehouse and destroys it. So they have to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. And then because Drake was uh, forgot to uh, to saw out the door, they're stuck because there's four walls and no door and then they tried to uh get out uh but megan unplugs the the power screw that they have so they can't unscrew the the fourth Mm -hmm. wall Mm -hmm. there are a lot of good moments of that i really reckon i i think again i was texting you i think that the show improved as time went on there's a lot of physical comedy in that um um the the whole thing with uh josh telling drake you know he says drake where's the door that has become a meme online oh has it yeah oh i don't know <laughs> that and you know various other parodies of that mm. um and, and just like other things are like they get stuck and then you know uh it was like oh you know there's a squirrel it's like let's let's put a message on him it's like yes because when i see a squirrel i check its tail for messages <laughs> there's just there's I, I highly recommend checking out it's it's a fun episode okay I I remember that one actually. The, I, I even though I didn't watch it again, I, I do remember that. Um, yeah, there there were a few that also I remembered. It's this is another one from season one that I, I didn't watch, but I, I recall it. Um, the one with the dune buggy. Yeah, yeah, that's like season. That's like episode three or something. They get the dune buggy and like they get in like a big accident, and then Drake pretends that he's not hurt, and like he has to lift the groceries or something, you mm-hmm. know, up the the steps or whatever, and like he's just like falls over. It's like it's in the intro, like yes. this clip from that scene or yeah. from that episode. Yeah. The other uh, another episode I watched is where they turned their, which felt very relevant in 2024 because of the way that i feel like i'm not even sure what business i guess like the the hotel business or the way it is now is when they turn their house into a bed and breakfast while their mm. their parents are gone i was just like this is airbnb like <laughs> like basically like the only thing is like they're there that's the only and like that the people didn't know that was somebody's house everything else like like it's it's airbnb yeah that's where Airbnb and Verbo got the idea from. They yeah, watched that so, episode of Drake and Josh. But then they they uh, get a bunch of spring breakers there and they start destroying the house. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, there there are some some quality episodes. I I do um, look back fondly on on one of the the some I remember uh, better. I I also again want to highlight that. They did have a few um, actors who like came in for just like an episode um, every now and then that that went on to do some mm-hmm. um, some more um, you know popular work. You know, there's a, at least one or two actors that went on to SNL who were oh um, really I didn't know. on this for an episode or two. Um, and you know that episode I mentioned earlier with the yeah um, Drake's girlfriend who was hitting yeah. on Josh you will not be able to guess who played the girlfriend. So I'm going to tell you. Okay. And it is Ashley Eckstein, otherwise known as Ahsoka Tano. Oh, wow. And it blew my mind. Wow. That's, that's really cool. Cause I was watching like, Oh, like I don't know this actress, but she sounds kind of familiar. Like mm-hmm. who is this? And I was like, huh? Ashley drained. Like that name doesn't sound familiar. Like, oh, wait a second. That's her maiden name. What's her? Oh, my goodness. It's Ahsoka Right. She's like, uh, she was not following the Jedi code in that episode. No, no. She went full dark side in that right. one. So um, I, I appreciate that. It showed, she's got good range. Right. Yeah. Um, there are some a few running jokes that apparently there's a running joke that like it was always a mystery what the mom did and what her name was. So apparently like her name is supposed to be Audrey and she works in the catering business. 
that which they felt like they were going to pay off in the finale but then they they're like like i guess they thought it was funnier if you didn't know but i guess the fact that you could look it up now i guess like they should have took taken it to the grave if they really wanted it to be <laughs> yeah i oh man i don't remember that um also the the movie theater that josh works at do you remember how there would always just be really stupid movies playing yes so there'd always be ridiculous titles one of my favorite ones is the sixth sense so it's like a poster of six pennies Mm. (laughs) and one one is like hobo the movie it's just like this guy with a really long beard Uh, yeah they had some good just like throwaway jokes that they they had in with Mm. with the movie theater um one other thing that i i again an episode that uh, i didn't watch for this but i I wanted to highlight because i remember it and um enjoyed it was the the blues brother episodes where they yeah, yeah. performed soul man for uh um i think some it was like a talent show a talent yeah um that one uh, i think is again probably one of the more memorable episodes i think right. they later incorporate that into the um opening they did yeah so definitely there are i would feel some fan favorite episodes um so yeah i'm not gonna like say that like this show is high art because it definitely is not um but i think that um i know that actually i don't remember like what was your feeling when we talked about snick like were your feelings on all that were you like this is funny or is this like this is pretty lame like i (laughs) this is this is you know just kids will laugh at this but like i'm too educated i've gone to college and it's (laughs) no i mean i i can't remember exactly what i said when we uh talked about snick with without i know you were more glowing on keenan kill yeah yeah i mean i I would say that which this you know is very much as somebody on the internet said it's just basically gentrified keenan and kill (laughs) i I suppose so um yeah i i think for this and snick and, and a lot of the um adolescent sitcoms that you had from nickelodeon i think a lot of them work well like i don't think there's anything that i'm going to point to and say like this is as like high art this is you know mm-hmm. this blew my mind other than the fashion fact that uh, ahsoka tano was on an episode mm-hmm. um but i i do think it is very smart in the way that it turns sitcoms directed solely for like kids and and adolescents because i feel like that is something that nickelodeon really perfected that you know prior to like the the 90s i don't think we had as much of like you had sitcoms but they were more you know all ages kind of family um and and it wasn't until you had um i think nickelodeon's popularity blow up that you had um these sitcoms directed solely for uh again adolescents and kids because i I think a lot of these scenarios while very outlandish and unrealistic do speak to kids much more than they would to um adults i mean watching this now it's like i i don't necessarily find myself um you know sympathizing with the 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 parents or other adults in this but I, I i do find myself having to like go back to a different version of myself in order to really appreciate this mm-hmm. right i think this coupled with the disney channel and i guess abc saturday morning like definitely they created a certain genre of like you said sitcom that is tailored specifically for kids if you look at like this and like uh that's a raven the real life of not the real life the sweet life of zach and cody mm-hmm. which somebody made a joke on the internet another person on the internet you know you just have to take my word for it um they were like we we could use the the theme song of zach and cody for our vows in our wedding which i'm like you could do that for the drake and josh song or you could like have it play as you're you know walking down the aisle he you could i, I mean I, this is a pretty <laughs> solid wedding song it's a catchy my only problem with the song is it's great but it's so catchy that it was stuck in my head to an infuriating amount the, the song was stuck in my head before i even watched an episode yeah. so yeah. that's a bad sign usually um but it, i think it is a uh, you know, a, a good sign really that's you know they they had a hit with with this song um which is we we should note performed by drake bell uh and mm-hmm. there are um a few episodes or, or times throughout the series when he did get to show off his musical talent mm-hmm. yeah which uh yeah is predominantly what he's doing now i don't think he's acting anymore and yeah. he's 
Yeah, there's some legal issues. We're not necessarily going to get into that. Again, you the internet is, you know, your resource for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as, it's, it's not a January far, podcast unless there's someone doing something bad. Right. Um, Josh Peck, on the other hand, was a jo- to, to this Josh's surprise, was recently in the uh, blockbuster film Oppenheimer. Uh, I, I did not believe you, but I stand corrected. Yeah. Um, he did, and uh, he did not have a big role. I don't know if he was even based on a real person, but he was in it. Yeah. See, last time I checked, you know, Josh Peck was just in like uh, a remake of uh, was it the the Tom Hanks movie with the dog? Yeah, Turner and Hooch. Yeah, yeah. Josh, he was in a yeah. Josh Peck on, was on in Disney a Plus. Yeah, right. He was in the Turner and Hooch remake, and then he had a uh, another silly show where he was in it with um the one cool guy from um shoot i'm blanking on names today um jesse from oh uh you're talking about john stamos yes john stamos uh, okay yes he was in a show with john stamos oh, i think okay. he played john stamos's son okay i believe you yeah kind of Gosh. yeah Ooh. so but yeah i i don't know when we like i said we compare this to other shows i think definitely a show like all that definitely left a bigger footprint um for at least nickelodeon as a channel mm-hmm. but i don't think surprisingly based on everything that we've talked about i don't think like it more than drake and josh but not as much as i thought because i think drake and josh had a uh a pretty big legacy because of who was on and what they went on to later uh and i personally i prefer this much more than all that i don't think that the humor lands for that um and some of this humor does not doesn't really land for me now um but um i think it definitely it it works more when it does uh mm. so uh yeah I, 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 sorry go ahead. i don't know it's just like are you are you curious you're not somebody who really watches nickelodeon now I don't know how many kind of shows they they do on this now, um, but I guess are you like should I do like a reboot or like Drake and Josh reboot? I mean, I suppose they could. I there's no point. It's it's as they could, but yeah. I I mean, I will say that theoretically, I could see them do some sort of uh, sequel series, much like uh, Raven's Home for that's so a mm-hmm. Raven um or fuller house for full house the the problem is that they would not have drake involved with it right yeah so probably probably not gonna happen Um, but obviously you know there have been other shows that have managed to make that work like i was just seeing a commercial for the connors where you know you are able to write out main characters and have sequel series it's just kind of messy and so it'll just be the show will just be called josh (laughs) yes yeah that that's it so we we run the show. You're welcome, Nickelodeon. Um, you can pay us later. Right. So uh, is there anything else you wanted to to talk about? I, I think this is a pretty cut and dry show. There's not too much to talk about. I mean, once you talk about the Gary Coleman grill, I mean, that's. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything else I'd, I'd really add other than, you know, I think it was a, a good showcase and um, window into the the futures of both uh, Yvette Nicole Brown and uh, Miranda Cosgrove. For me, those are the biggest takeaways. Yeah, I definitely I think that's true. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think good to uh, go back to this and yeah, hopefully people I- enjoyed this and uh, don't uh, start calling you Drake from now on. I mean, there I guess there are worse things to be called. Mm could be called josh okay and i'm leaving now <laughs> all right but yeah no thank you for uh choosing this aaron so it was a, a fun podcast so um how about we wrap up things here for now so aaron do you have anything that you're currently working on for the site or uh want to plug any place where people can find you uh yeah so i'm, I'm just working on our podcast right now but if you want to follow me on uh, x um i'm at aaron sarnecki and mostly just talking about movies maybe talking about tv occasionally too okay very good yeah i will the way you always say x like it, it always feels like a punchline i mean it basically is <laughs> all right but cool yeah as always aaron appreciate all your your work for this podcast um and if people want to find more from me they can find me on the TV Break podcast, where every month I talk about the ins and outs of TV with Bill and Alex, our um, editor-in-chief and podcast director. This month, we talked about the Disney Plus series Percy Jackson and the Olympians. 
um, which was a lot of fun. And we did our uh, preview for this year in TV, uh, talking about our most anticipated shows. So I uh, encourage people to listen to that. And if people want to hear more from me, uh, they can also hear me on the Anime Pop Podcast with my co-host Amanda Rivas, where we discuss the anime world and all of its intricacies, including uh, what we are loving and some of the hot news in the anime world. So this month, we're going to be talking about a very highly anticipated anime uh, called Solo Leveling. So haven't had a chance to watch that yet, but uh, very much looking forward to recording that. And if people want to hear any more from Aaron and I here at the Anniversary Brothers, they can find our back catalog over here at the uh, Pop Break TV feed for our previous TV episodes. And if you want to hear our recent movie podcast, you can go over to Pop Break Today, where this month we earlier talked about the Prince of Egypt for its 25th anniversary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Aaron, uh, again, it's been a blast. So I will look forward to uh, seeing you next month. Yep. Hug me, brother. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard to do that via via the internet but maybe yeah. maybe tomorrow when i see you um but everyone for listening you know just so glad you were here joining us hope you'll be back again next time and until then remember over your shoulder you know that i told you i'll always be picking you up when you're down so just turn around <laughs>